0: as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. ...to serve
1: with you this morning. My wife's with me. Just say hi, just wave your hand real quick. My wife with me, yeah, there you go, all right. So it was nice that she's with me. Also too, so our friend Monica, it's your birthday today. We love you, we celebrate you, happy birthday. This is gonna be a good year for you and a turnaround year in your health. And just for a minute, come to the front before I even start speaking. Let me pray for you for a minute. She's a co-producer on The Chosen that you watch on TV. Great businesswoman, more than that, just a great mom and a great woman. Jesus, I thank you for your healing presence flowing through her body. I cancel every plan of the enemy against her health and I release healing into her body today. I thank you this year will be marked with health and strength and that you're gonna reverse fortunes and things that Lord, she's believing for being reversed. In the spirit and then in the natural. In Jesus' beautiful name, let it be a special year. Amen. Amen. All right, we ready to go this morning? If you have your Bible, go on the right-hand side, John chapter five. You say, why do you say the right-hand side? Because not everybody knows where it's at. I was asked on a talk show not long ago, they go, why do you use the Bible? You could stay in like self-help Personal development, human growth, and just live there. And I go, Well, the reality is, um, I don't want to build my life on pop psychology because that's trendy. I want to build my life on something timeless and God's words don't fail. And not only is it God's words, it's the God that stands behind all those words that fulfills them. Tony Robbins goes, What are you using to get the results you're getting? I go, I use the Bible. Remember at dinner he goes what I go yeah I use the Bible because I don't want just good ideas I want God ideas I want God things hey Jim Garlow good to see you can you give them a big old clap Jim come on a rosemary stand up you wonderful people forgive me for being rude you they are great ministers great leaders in the world give them honor for a minute I first saw Jim, he doesn't know this, in Washington, D.C. by uh, the President's family. And I, we, my wife and I watched you and you were close and we were at a distance. And you were important, we weren't. But I remember, and my wife goes, that's a godly man. And I remember we saw you guys at an airport, you didn't even know that we were watching you. Behind. <laughs> we people watch all the time. And uh, anyways. Um, I want to tell a story before I bust into John chapter five and I'll read one through nine today. But um, there was a teacher by the name of Miss Lyons that she was teaching on evolution. And so she was teaching her kids um, about the subject and she had one of her little little girls, uh, her name was Alice and then the little boy's name was Zach. Had Zach go outside and report back to the class and said, Zach, do you happen to see grass out there? Yes, I see grass. Well, do you see a tree? He goes, I do, miss Lyons, I see a tree. Well, do you happen to see like any clouds or the sky? Yes, I do, miss Lyons. Well, do you happen to see God? No, I don't see him. Well, class, that's because God doesn't exist because you can't see him. Well, little Alice, she's like seven years, of old, years old. Come on, she has a little attitude. Definitely was raised, come on, at East Lake Campus. And uh, she goes, Miss Lyons, can I ask a question too? Zach, yeah. Zach, are you sure you saw the grass? Yes, I saw the grass. Are you sure you saw the tree? Yeah, I did. I saw the tree. Did you see the sky or did you see the clouds? Yeah, I did see that. Can you come in here for a minute? Zach, do you see our teacher? Yes. What do you want, Alice? Do you see our teacher, Miss Lyon's brain? No, I don't see her brain. Well then, class, then according to Miss Lyon, she doesn't have one. How we know all you see is not all there is. Come on, that's really good. That was good for your soul to laugh, even if you had like four teeth right there. That was like just a happy moment. John chapter five, here we go. Later on, there was a Jewish festival, a feast for which Jesus and his homies went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in the Jerusalem a pool near the sheep gate. That's kind of funny to say, a sheep gate. The pool's in the Hebrew tongue called Bethesda, having five doorways. Now, interesting history. The word Bethesda means house of grace, or place where favor's poured out of, okay? Give you a little context. Verse three, in these lay a great number of sick people. Some are blind, some are crippled, some are paralyzed. They're all waiting for the stirring or the bubbling of the water. For an angel would go down at certain seasons into the pool and stir up the water. Whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease they had. There was a certain dude there who had been there was suffering with a deep-seated lingering disorder for 38 years. How many of you know that's a long time. Just think 38 years ago, come on, it was 1985, President Reagan was our president. Come on, back to the future just came out with Michael J. Fox to make you feel old a little bit. Come on. Madonna was like a virgin, come on somebody. Michael Jackson, he was still black, come on somebody. Whitney Houston was the number one singer at that time. The Olympics just happened in California. Hey, come on. Michael Jordan won Rookie of the Year. We came out with our first CD disc in 1985. 38 years ago, just to give you a little context for it. There was a guy there suffering with a 38 years of deep-seated disorder. Jesus noticed him lying there helpless, knowing he'd been in the condition a long time and said, do you want to become well? Touch the person next to you, say, do you want to become well? Verse seven, the invalid said, sir, I have no man to put me into the water when it's all stirred up. But while I'm trying to get into it myself, somebody gets there and cuts me off and gets ahead of me. Verse eight, Jesus says, rise or get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And instantly the man became well. He recovered his strength. I like saying that. Come on. And he took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. You're not going to like today. You're going to love today. The title of my message is Breaking the Cycle. And I want to say that is because this place was known as a place of grace, a grace that God would visit. He would stir the waters with an angel at certain seasons. When they were stirred, the waters produced miracles for people. People would fall in. They would tap in. Whether they were in a wheelchair, they were blind, or maybe they had a handicap, they would find, or someone tormented by really bad things in their brain, they would fall into that pool and get well. There were seasons God Visited, They have a guy that's been there for 38 years. Come on. His suffering was from the past, but it was also present. We could say he was stuck in a setback. A setback is a defeat, a reversal, return to a lower level. Sometimes they happen because of spiritual warfare. Everyone loves to blame the devil. Come on. Come on. It's easier to blame the devil, but usually it's our choice that creates our challenge. Come on, one bad choice might put you in a bad spot, but thank God a new good choice can get you out of a bad spot and into a new spot. How many know Jesus said, You make the tree good, its fruit good, or you also make the tree bad or its fruit bad. The tree is determined, its fruit determined by you. I love that he empowers the people. But this guy, for 38 years, missed his seasons because he was stuck in a cycle. Could it be that God's visited you many, many times to break you out and break you into things and there's seasons for God to do things? Daniel 2.21 says God changes the times and the seasons. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter three, Solomon says there's a time for every purpose under heaven. There's seasons to heal. There's seasons for every purpose of God. God does things, but you can miss your season because you're stuck in a soul cycle where you're recycling things in your soul so you can't get to the season that's in front of you. God's trying to get you forward and you're stuck on backward thoughts. This is gonna be good today. You're gonna like it Because this is gonna break some stuff for you. Watch. So it's interesting that there is a feast. That means it's a season of celebration. They'd gather to celebrate the goodness of God. Everyone would go up to the feast. It was a party. To celebrate means to make an event out of. I love that about Jesus. He was always showing up at people's houses, connecting with people and showing up at a party for life. He was showing up to celebrate. Jesus came from a very happy place. Just out of curiosity, how often do you celebrate? Is it when everything is all in a row? Everything's feeling good? Everything is apropos? That's when you celebrate? Jesus was feeling good whether people were cursing him, rejecting him or accepting him. He was okay whether people did not like him, did not believe in him, whether people told him he was of the devil. It made no difference. He still came from a happy place. He showed up at the celebration of life. I think many people have stepped into a new year, but 92% of our resolutions are already gone. Come on. How many know willpower is not enough? Resolutions require words. Come on, results require work. Let me say that again. Because a faith that doesn't work is only an idea. Come on, faith works when you work it. Your faith can't change your your world, but faith is I believe enough to do something about it. I'm going to work my land. I'm going to cultivate things. If you work your land, the scripture does say you can have an abundance. But if you chase fantasies, you lack wisdom and judgment. Watch how powerful. Jesus shows up at the celebration and everyone's party, they're having a good time. I've noticed that even in the beginning of this year, you look around the airports, people I'm talking to, and man, people aren't excited. They're not rejoicing. They hope things are going to get better. Hope's a good motivator, really bad strategy. Anybody ever had that happen? Come on. You hope the pounds are going to fall off. You hope, remember when they had that shaker and it would shake you and you would hold it and it would shake you and the pounds are supposed to fall off? Come on, don't act a lie. Come on, they made millions of dollars off our stupidity. Some of you still, come on, you got the shaker. Then you wrap your belly with the shaker. Come on, somebody. How many know you don't walk, you don't move? Come on, your heart rate ain't going up. Come on, you ain't dropping pounds. Many aren't enjoying the celebration of life, but I think life's too short not to enjoy. God is gonna restore a joyful life to you in this year of 2023. Why? Because the level of your joy is the level of your strength. That's why the enemy works so hard to get you on focusing on the past because it's there he condemns you when you have your last confidence and you feel condemned, you lose your strength. You become easy prey. The only animal that can take down an eagle is the crow. A crow attacks, an eagle jumps on the back of its neck and he tries to mess with the eagle so the eagle will look backwards and fight what's behind him because when he does, he has access to his most vulnerable parts and that is his throat where he can peck him to death an eagle that doesn't use wisdom, the wisdom is to expand the wings, and when he does, he shoots straight up, because watch, a crow can't breathe at the same elevation as an eagle can go to. The Bible likes that unto you, he says, don't spend time fighting the past, sign the death certificate, come on, you're a product of your past, don't live as a prisoner of your past, sign the death certificate, buried in the power of Jesus' blood, that not only has the power to cancel your past, cancel a curse on your life, but empower you to step into something new that God has for you. There's a higher altitude. Slap the person next to you, say, He's on. I remember one day I was, I was, I was outside Buckingham Palace when Princess Di had passed, and it was her, it was her funeral. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm gonna enjoy this, and then I'm gonna enjoy it when I get here. I'm gonna enjoy myself when I get here. I'm gonna enjoy my life when I am here. I'll celebrate when this happens. And I realized for the first time. Everything was dependent upon me getting somewhere, having something, but never in the moment where I was rejoicing. I was never living in joy. And if that is an element of the kingdom, there is so much joy in the kingdom. There will be so much joy in heaven. If you don't want to be joyful, don't go there. Heaven's not for you if you're afraid of abundance, you're afraid of health, and you're afraid of joy, don't go to heaven. Because everybody's well there. Come on, somebody. Everybody rejoices there. Come on. But I remember thinking, okay, when this happens, then I'm going to. When this happens, I'm going to. When this happens, I'm going to. When this work person works out, when this person doesn't act like a fool, come on, somebody. When that family member doesn't act up and act retarded, come on, somebody. When that doesn't happen, when I feel like everything is together, then I'm going to enjoy my life. I was always putting it off into the future, and I realized I needed to make a covenant with the present. Because the present is the only place I'm ever gonna really be. And the Bible says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Please choose life. Imagine how different your life would be if you did not consider or consult your feelings tomorrow morning to determine what kind of day you're gonna have. What if you did not consult your body to determine what kind of day you're gonna have? What if you did not consult the traffic, come on, on the 805 or the five, to determine what kind of day you're gonna have, but you woke up and you said, I'm gonna make an event out of today. Today's the day I'm only gonna place I'm ever gonna really live. This is the day the Lord has crowned with favor for me. I will celebrate. I will rejoice. I'm gonna throw a party, even if it's just me, myself, and I. That doesn't sound so spiritual, brother. Give me the deep things of God. Yeah, I can give you the deep things of God, but if you can't handle snorkeling, how are you going to handle scuba diving? And actually, I can tell a lot about the depth of your spirituality, by the depth of your joy. If you're really a believer in Jesus, you have a responsibility to be the most happiest, passionate, loving person because your faith is not based on circumstance. It's based on Him. Give the Lord a clap and a shout if you got energy in here, East Lake. Hey, stir yourself up! Come on, you party people. This is good, huh? Like I, he's got energy and everything. Someone said I just brought him. He like glows like a pink light-up doll. You got to make a decision. I'm going to joy. I'm going to joy. Paul the apostle said this in Acts chapter 20. He says, "I'm no. I'm going to go bound by the Holy Spirit to Jerusalem." they're going to put me in jail, they're going to whip me, they're going to beat me, they're going to hurt me, but none of these things move me. What if you got to the point where you made a determined decision, not one out of your fickle feelings, but one based on faith, that a resolve, that he says this, not conditional, come on, but a decision, not conditioned, come on. And you say, you know what, like, like Paul, I know that things are going to happen, I know people, everything's not going to work out perfectly the way I always want it, when I want it, but I are gonna finish my course like the Apostle Paul, and I'm gonna do it with joy. I'm not gonna let you take my joy. I'm not gonna let you take my passion. I'm not gonna let you take my energy. No demon in hell, I'm not letting you get that. When they talk to physicians, they say the people that recover the most are the people with the most hope and joy. Ask people that are gonna live, if you're gonna live long, the people that are happy and joy. They're the ones that have the longest longevity of life, quality of life. You say, oh, how do I do it? Number one, you make a decision. Number two, you just start rejoicing. Do you know that there are now laughing and rejoicing clubs in America, people sign up for, non-Christian ones? Stress is so high Anxiety and depression so high, so a mental, emotional, financial stress. People gather after work all across America, and they sit there, they jump, they shout, they rejoice, and they're not even worshiping God. They're doing that because, watch, you strengthen your heart muscles, you have 82 muscles in your face, you release dopamine in your brain. Come on, it's like cocaine. Just by rejoicing. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but whatever. How do you know that? I have no idea. you can actually lose weight just by rejoicing because you stir up your metabolism if you did it for five minutes a day. Oh, wow. My you strengthen your heart muscles. and not it amazing, just rejoicing. Do you know the scripture says in Psalm 35, 27? It says, shout, be glad, rejoice. Then the Lord has pleasure when you prosper. Maybe the reason why you're not prospering is because you've lost your joy and your shout inside you. When you came out of your mother's womb, you came out with a shout inside of you. If you didn't cry or shout, that dunked or spanked your booty to make sure you had a shout in you. That's how we knew you was alive. Come on, you look at most people, that shout's at a whisper. Well, you know, 22 is tough. Joe Biden fell off his bike and then he, my economy fell apart. That Elon bought Twitter, and I don't know what to do about it anymore. People talk about the stupidest stuff. Jesus said in John 16:22, "Don't give your joy away. Don't let no man take your joy. Your joy level this year should not be dependent upon what Joe Biden does or doesn't know. He don't know where the heck he's at. It should not be dependent on what Dr. Fauci does or does not do. Don't let him have your health care plan. Have your own economy. Have your own health care plan. I will delight myself in the word of God that's medicine to my body. So I'm waiting for somebody else. No, no, no. I can be satisfied while I'm single, while I'm dating to be able to connect with somebody. I can be joyful now. I can be joyful in the middle of the waiting room. Don't let the season, if you're in between, promise and prosperity be a wasted time where you lose your joy. Let it become a sanctuary and a library. Oh, this is good. Some of you get frustrated because you get a promise from God, you ask God for something, and then watch, now there's a process. God's person goes through God's process. It's in the process people lose joy. Why? Because they lose sight of the end of the story. But God's person has to be built to handle the prosperity. That's why he stabilizes you in principles so you can handle the problems that you're going to need at your level of prosperity. There's a reason we haven't moved into our new building yet. Help me prophesy this thing for a minute. Because there's principles that he's stabilizing us in to handle the problems and to be able to be solutions when we get that. But most people have wasted seasons because they lost their joy. Their joy was seasonal. Their joy was up to somebody else. It was up to a circumstance. It was up to a feeling, a mood. Your feelings are fickle, man. You could feel horny and mad in about two minutes. I know that made you all nervous. I said horny in church. Somebody did something to get you all here. Come on, somebody. It ain't rocket scientists. Come on. That's science. Ooh, he said that, I can't believe it. I'll show you a way. If you really want joy in your life, real quickly, and before I speed on to this for a minute, you really want joy, I want to encourage you to do something. Stop asking God and trying to convince God and negotiate your prayers with God to get him to come through for you. Doesn't he not care for you like a shepherd? Does he not care and know your needs? Why trying to convince God to go big? Faith is just joining life with God in a life bigger than the one that you got. He was big before you had a problem. He was a healer before you was sick. He was a provider before you lacked. Come on, somebody. He was a shepherd before you lost your freaking way. What if, what if, out of the strategy, strategy, come on, strategy, what if for the next seven days, and I'll do it with you, You don't ask God for one thing. Brother, does not the word say you have not because you ask not? Come on in the south. Brother, that's what they say. Does he not say, whatever you should ask in my name, you will receive that your joy might be full? I say, yes, it does. But what happens? Most of you are asking. You're trying to convince God to be who he already is. He's not bipolar. Check him out on Google, www.jehovah. He still comes up. He's a healer. He's a provider. He's a creator. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a sustainer. He's a keeper. He's love. He's mercy. He's good. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in mercy and kindness. He's favorable. Watch out. What if you thank God for who he is, thank God for what he's done, and then you thank God for what you're expecting him to do? Could your prayer life and your experience with God go from anxiety to anticipation? <laughs> Most people hear people, Father God, I know you could do it. Help Ernie. You know he's a little jacked up. I know you can. I know you can. What do you, like, angels are like, yo, God, they think you're like, something's wrong with you or something. Did you forget who you was? What if you start saying, thank you, God, the miracles are emotion over Ernie's life. I break the power of the devil over his life, but I thank you healing's flowing into his life. Wisdom's flowing into his life. That your wisdom is turning him from a way that's not good into a positive way. Thank you that you're sending people along his path today to encourage him, to light him up, to speak truth to him. That wisdom will change him from the error of his ways. Thank you that your goodness is apprehending him. Thank you that Satan's plans are being broken over his life. Thank you that my kids will be mighty in the land. Thank you that my kids will prosper. Thank you that my kids will be healthy. Thank you that our city will be saved. Do you see the shift? Jesus never prayed for the Father to do a miracle. And he's the model for every person that wants to embrace the impossible. He showed you what you're capable of. He just didn't come to reveal what he's capable of. He came to reveal what you're capable of because he is now your life. If you're in Christ, you are now a partaker of his nature. Stop treating yourself common and normal. Stop using conditions to define and determine where you've been. You're no longer defined by who you used to be. That's where you screw yourself up. You let a story of your past rob you of your present. You lose your present to your past. This is freaking great stuff. It's coming off the cuff, it's flowing. There's a gift flowing. Watch that for a minute. Imagine I have kind of a prayer line. Thank you, thank you that it's working. Thank you that things are coming in. Thank you that you're speeding and accelerating destiny. Thank you you're bringing the clients, the contracts. Thank you that you're arranging me to be in the right place at the right time. Thank you for giving me wisdom, you're giving me discipline. Oh, that's not a sexy word. I like miracles. What about discipline? oh, no, no, just do the miracle thing. And then I, no, 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 no. Sometimes miracles are messy. You need discipline to walk out the miracle to get to destiny. Always remember, a miracle's not a miracle to God. It's just a process of God that you were disciplined to work in faith, and then he sped up the process. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you catch that? There's a revelation in that. Watch that. Because then there's no meaningless things that you're doing when you're investing and sowing into the kingdom. When you show up to church in the flipping rain in January 23. Come on, when you're praying and you don't feel like praying. When you're saying, God, I love you, and it doesn't always feel like it. A miracle's not a miracle to God. It's a process of God that you are disciplined to work in faith, and then God speeds up the process and accelerates it till you get there. So miracles always aren't just God doing it for you. It's God doing it with you. That's why the gift of the Spirit is the working of miracles. Let me see you work, 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 work. He didn't say, Noah, believe me a boat. Noah, pray me a boat. Noah, declare the squirrels will get in the boat. Noah, call forth the skunks. Noah, go get the hyenas. I declare hyenas are coming in. No, 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 he had to get out there with his hands, come on, because the hands of the diligent shall prosper. Come on, that's you, I'm talking to some workers in here. Do I have any workers in here? Do I have some workers in here? Come on, a faith that works working it you're working it you're working it some of you bringing your kids come on some of you sitting in there praying and you're holding babies some of you come on it's not easy being a single mother a single father but you're doing it you're working your land yeah. but whatever you sow you shall whatever you wow. you shall reap whatever you sow sow, so so sow that shall you reap 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 reap, reap. Some of you've sown a lot of seed. What do you think's about to happen? Noah did not try to correct his doubters, his critics. He let the rain do it for him. Some of you are trying to fight the wrong battle. You're trying to shut down everybody else that doesn't believe like you. Let the rain of God go ahead and confirm that what you believed all along was already in freaking motion. The rain will speak louder than your words. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. I'm on fire here today. Come on, party. You're about to watch something I prophesy. Listen to the words that come out of this man's mouth. Not because I'm some great person. I just know how to tap in. I got around other people that know how to tap in. Some things are taught. Some things are caught. I got around people that know how to tap into the power of God. I flunked out of Bible school. I cussed too much. I had a learning problem. I could not recollect things. But I got around people that knew how to tap into Jesus. I do not want people to give me a theological idea. If you got a theology but you can't back it up with power, I don't want it. I know a lot of smart, stupid people. That's why I don't take financial advice from someone that makes $20,000 a year and they got a course online. Walk with wise people, stack up wisdom. Hang out with fools, suffer harm. Scripture. Come on, some of you watch how powerful. You've been sowing, but the rain will work but it happens in my anticipating the rain. God came to Elijah and he said, hey, Elijah, it's about to rain, tell everybody. He said, but there's only a small cloud. Some of you right now are only seeing a small cloud of what's possible in your life, but God says that small cloud is about to break out on his church in a time where you're gonna see famine and destruction in a lot of places in the world, including America. Listen to me, you're gonna take Job 5.22 and you're gonna stand and say, I will laugh and I will rejoice in the face of famine and destruction. Why will you laugh? Why will you rejoice? Because you are in covenant. You're in a covenant relationship that God backs you up. Jehovah has endorsed you. Oh, let me help you with this thing. That's why the people that know their God, they can stand strong. Throw me in a furnace. I ain't burning up. Throw me in with some lions. God will shut their freaking pie hole. Put me in a prison. I'll shake the place of my prey. Why the people that know their God, not secondhand info. This ain't secondhand revelation. You ain't here to live off somebody else's faith. Come on, this is a conversation we're all having. I can't afford to live off somebody else's faith. Your faith may get me out of something, but I got to build my own faith in the word of God. Not an idea, not on a gift. When you see the gift flow through me and a lot of people get healed, they come out of wheelchairs, blind eyes, you see that happen a lot in my life. That's why you're here this morning. Gifts don't reveal I'm mature. They're a gift. Don't seek the gift, seek him. Why? Because then he gives you maturity to handle the gift. Oh. Oh. Maturity's in character, not in gifting. We like the entertainment world. And I, oh, look at that gift. Oh, look at that gift. I was with Paula Abdul the other night. We were eating dinner. She goes, oh, but Rex, you're so gifted. I go, I'm not gifted. I'm anointed. Yeah. What do you mean? What's that? I got supernatural backing on my life. I didn't walk in here today under my own power. I walked as somebody who was girding me. The one that walked on water, he's with me. The one that raised Lazarus out of a dead, he's in me. The one that multiplied food, he's with me. The one that shuts down storms with his word, he's in my mouth. He loves in my heart. He walks in my feet and shoes. He's in my soul. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Slap the person next to you, say, break the cycle. Someone say, break the cycle. Could it be our, 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 let me prophesy this for a minute. You're about to see God put his thumbprint on things in this nation. You've not seen it before. There's a reckoning in the governments of the nations of this world. A reckoning, and you're going to see it. Exposures at a very high level. Things classified becoming unclassified. He's going to put his thumbprint on things that you thought were conspiracy theories and ideas. He's going to put a thumbprint because God is known by his judgment. He won't be judging sin. He already judged sin in Jesus. But he will be exposing the fallacy of what most people fell for. But the good news for you, America, the good news for you, the nations of the world, there's a healing move of the Holy Spirit and a joyful sound that's about to sweep across America. There will be a healing movement, creative miracle healings like never before in this country since we've seen since the 1950s. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Some of you feel the words of that. That ain't my words. That's his words. How do you get them? I was in a secret place. You get around someone, you know their thoughts. You get their idea, they rub on you. Come on, you're as close to God as you want to be. You got to start praying, God, make me a person you can trust. Share secrets with me. Share ideas with me. Share strategies with me. What if he shows you business ideas, things to build, things to run for, things to conquer, things to heal, things to cure. Rather than just praying, when my harvest comes in, I'm going to get my beautiful house. Then I'm going to get my new facelift and I'm not going to have a wrinkle. And then I'm going to get a butt lift so I could be like Kim Kardashian or Nicki Minaj. Think about us. We're so focused on our harvest, we lost sight of his harvest. Can you handle this? It's very different than the first session. I'm coming at you with juice. I ain't playing around. I got a lot of my holster. I pack heavy. Jesus said, pray for my harvest to come in. Did you forget your pilgrims? I'm a pilgrim. I'm an alien. I'm passing through. Use things. Please use things. Have the nicest car. Drive those things. Have the nicest meals. But let's not lose sight. We're laboring in his vineyard. Our time here is short. We're serving our king. It don't matter your background. It don't matter if you're shy. It don't matter if you don't know, you can't read very well. Every one of us here is qualified and gifted for some good works to do on this planet where your life has significance, meaning, and purpose. What are you going to have to do? Shake the slumber. Some of you have been sleeping in the cocoon of obscurity for too long. Waiting on somebody else's faith. Waiting on somebody else's praise. Waiting on to do it later. Later. How long are you going to wait to do it later? The soul of a lazy man has dreams and desires but does nothing because he's waiting for better opportune times and seasons. Yet over fortune, half of the Fortune 500 companies started in a time of economic downturn and depression. Why? Because big goes small, but small have a chance to get big. That's why the Bible says don't despise the day of small, big. I'm waiting for someone to notice me. I feel when I get noticed, and I'm gonna. Why is someone gonna notice you or God gonna direct their eyes toward you? Because someone's always capable of helping you who's watching you. Why would they do that if you ain't excellent? An excellent man stands before kings, excellent in skill. What's one skill that you could improve this year that would allow you to become more valuable to your corporation, the people in your life, in the world and things? What's a skill? What's a, develop, what's a gift you could develop? Could you become more skilled in the gift of healing if you actually hung around church long enough to get to the front and pray rather than just bounce real quickly because you don't want to feel too much conviction? Maybe then you could be an asset rather than a liability to your real friends because your real ones, the ones that actually like you, they want what you carry. You with me on that? You all right with this thing? This took a little bit of a detour. Oh my gosh. So Jesus shows up. This place was known for miracle activity. This pool. But it was only known for that when it was stirred. Miracles only happen when it's stirred. Let me ask you for a minute. If the dreamer inside you could talk, is the dreamer stirred or stagnant? Has dis- disappointment dissipated the dreamer inside you? As a kid, you lived life driven and manif- driven and animated, motivated by your dreams. Dreams are the energy of progress. It's where the future's created. It's where it's fueled, it's where it's stimulated. Are your memori- dreams of memorials to the past? Hey, remember when I did that? Remember when I did that? I know one thing, they're a picture of your potential. They're a product of your desires. That's why Buddhism will never work for you, because Buddhism's goal is that you have no more desire. dreams or a promise of your future what about the lover inside you have you exchanged love for lust the state of your relationships as a lover is the state you show up in love doesn't begin with them it begins with you have you stopped having a strategy where now your expectation of people is so high but your appreciation so low and you wonder why you don't have connection I suffer if my expectations for Katrina are massive, but my appreciation's low. I'm the one that suffers, and I sabotage and manipulate my very wife that I love. Not because she did anything, but because I expect her to reach a certain criteria. But when my appreciation's low and my expectation's high, I don't love. I'm now a taker. I'm critiquing her based on criteria that you're meeting. How many know the Bible says, if you want to know what love looks like, look at Jesus serving. How many of us could become more valuable as serving our family, serving our children, serving people in our world that are around us? How can I serve you? What if you even asked that question around yourself, how rich your life would become? How can I serve you? 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 Now the eye's not on me. It'll actually break you out of your insecurity, inferiority, and your shyness. You weren't born shy. You had a shout in you when you came out. You learned shyness. You might be not as loud as I am. People are like, you like this all the time? I got energy for days. But I'm not always like crazy like this. Watch this for a minute. What about the leader inside you? is it stirred or stagnant remember when you used to lead things rather than let other people lead leaders don't wait for things to happen they anticipate leaders are prepared they prepare for things they're not nervous when there's challenges our biggest problem as leaders is we think we shouldn't have problems did you get that your biggest problem is you don't think you should have problems problems are what make you grow but when you stand up as a leader you realize you're anointed to solve problems in fact could that be one of the reasons why god put you on the planet that there is a solution in you to a problem on the planet and that's why you still exist to bring a cure a solution to a problem on the planet dentists bring come on solutions to teeth problems come on people that work on cars to engines on cars. there's a solution in you there's no small person on this planet do with me? Jesus came to a guy that had been around miracle activity forever and he missed his seasons because he was stuck in a cycle. What do you mean? Jesus asked him a question. I'm one minute over. i got to move fast. Thank you for being gracious. You okay? Do you want to be well? What do you mean, do I want to be well? You would think that's a dumb question, Jesus. Jesus, by the way, was asked 187 questions in the Bible. He only answered three but he asked 302 questions. He is the truth and knew the answer and is the way, truth, and life, yet he asked questions to people that did not know. Why? Because questions get buy-in. You can't have any connection. One question that you decide to ask yourself, by the way, if you change your questions, you change your life. Why? Because your mind can make a heaven out of a hell or a hell out of heaven. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he about this one question if you start asking yourself how can I show love here would that be a very different emotional response versus why are they always doing this to me why am I always overlooked why are my weaknesses so weak versus look at how many strengths I have how many? know whatever you look for you find and the life you experience is not the life that's available it's just a part of the life you decided to focus on because of your habitual question. Jesus said, whatever you ask, you shall receive. Ask, how can I light somebody up? When you come to church, you should not be, how can I just get something from God? It could be like, hey, how can I show God to somebody? Who can I heal today? Who can I encourage today? Who can I lift up today? Who can I inspire? Who can I care for? Who can I provide for? Who can I do something special for today? Who can I encourage today? Who can I hug it out with today? Come on, I'm sweaty, sorry. Come on, who can I change today? But watch, watch, watch. Most people walk in like, what is it going to do for me today? My feelings are like, well, I want to go to lunch. I got to wait for lunch. Hey, the NFL playoff game's on a little bit later. It doesn't matter because Tom Brady don't play till tomorrow night. Come on, somebody. Some of you did not like that, but whatever. I'm still tempted to go see him, watch. Go fly there and go see him. Watch, a, ask him a question. And he goes, here's the reason why. I try to get down there. Somebody else gets in the way. I tried to get down there and I missed my opportunity and I have no man to help me. He focused on what others didn't do for him and he focused on all of his missed opportunities. If you focus on what you lost, you suffer. Your miracle's never in what you lost. It's always what you have left. Don't look at the people that left you. Look at the people you lifted you. Come on, somebody. Look at what's in your grasp. Watch how powerful. There was a girl in Vancouver and I'll quickly... I prayed for her. She never walked or stood one day in her life. And I go, would you like to get well? She goes, I want to try. And her mom goes, pray for her mind. Pray for her brain. Pray for her school. I'm gonna help your girl try to stand up. No, no, no. Pray for her mind. Pray for her school. Pray for her education. What the f- you know, what the flip? What are you talking about, woman? So I kept praying. I said, hey, do you want to try to stand for the first time in your life? And she stood. People had to help her. But she stood, and she was proud of herself. Kind of like the man last Sunday, Ben, psychologist, travels with me. A man had severed, uh, he had severed nerves in his legs. He could not feel his legs. And I said, you're going to be healed. He goes, I can't feel anything. I go, stand up and let's walk. And the guy, for the first time, he had not been able to feel his legs since a traffic accident, severed both the nerves in his legs. Instantaneous, once he walked, things shifted. This woman stood up. In Vancouver, Canada. And while I'm praying for her, and I said, you want to try to take a step? But it was irky, jerky. She didn't get her full, full thing. i just being honest. Right there. Her mother goes, pray for her mind. Pray for her eyes. <laughs> Come on. I want to do like a Dave Chappelle. Like what? Jesus version. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you with me? Finally, I was so bothered at the end because she walked two steps and she felt so proud about herself. I got Marco. I went in the back and I asked the pastor, I "Go, yo, what was up with that lady? Kept going. Pray for her mind. Pray for her eyes." He goes, "Cause if she gets healed, that's her mother." Her mother and dad don't want to work. And because that she's in a crippled and she is inside of a wheelchair, the government pays them $100,000 a year. They drive a Mercedes and she's brilliant in her mind. So as long as she stays crippled, the family lives and flourishes. If she gets well, then they got to go back to work and do something with their life rather than mooch off their daughter that's handicapped. Where are you keeping other people in your life handicapped? Come on. Pray for this area, but don't touch that area. Watch how powerful. Jesus said, Rise, take up your bed and walk. At some point, you gotta divorce the story that holds you back the most. The BS, the belief system that holds you back the most. Maybe it's the maybe it's the story I can't. Maybe it's I did it, where you live in a prison of regret and you nurse, curse, and rehearse the past. The past can be a prison, huh? A pain but it can also be a new platform to get out, come on. And say, because of this pain, I'm gonna help somebody else out. Because I was an addict, now I'm not an addict, come on. I'm gonna help other people get out of addiction. Because I had cancer and Jesus healed me, I'm gonna get other people free from cancer. Rise. Nobody can rise for you. Jesus didn't go, ay mijo, stand up on your feet, I'll help you. God gives you an invitation, don't give him your limitation. I can't. Those two words curse your life more than anything else. How many times do you internalize all the time? I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't lose the weight. I can't meet the person. I can't have the baby. I can't do that. I can't get the promotion. I can't. I can't. I can't. Are those can'ts putting a lid on your life? I'm not. I'm not. When did you define yourself? When did you come up with a list of who you could and could not be? I end with this story. There was a guy in Hollywood and I had a a famous actor with me and we were walking and we saw a guy who was smoking a joint in a wheelchair and i walked up to him i haven't told the story in a long time but it came to me on the front row today and i walked over to him and i said to him this guy who's doing a movie with spielberg and i was coaching him on some stuff and he goes let's go talk to the guy in the over there smoking the joint and we walked over to him i go hey what's your name i go my name's rex and he said the actor said his name he goes my name is eddie the pothead I go, really, that's your name? He goes, well, you know, I'm a screw up. He said some other words. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, that's all I know how to be. I'm just Eddie the Pothead. I go, do you like being Eddie the Pothead? I didn't know I could be anybody else. I've been this way for so long, you know. I never measured up. My parents didn't think I was much. Everyone told me that you always just kind of live a, just an average life. I go, do you want to live like Eddie the Pothead? I don't know how to be anybody else. I just try to medicate my pain and survive. I go, well, what if I like heal you? True story on the side of Hollywood Boulevard. I go, what if I heal you? He goes, You got magic powers? I go, something like that. Always remember the only Jesus they can see is you. Peter and John didn't say, Look at Jesus, such as he has, give he'll give you. He says, Such as I have, look on me, such as I have, I'll give you. Know who you're carrying. It's not your power, but it's within your reach. The power company delivers power to my circuit, but I still got to flip the switch. If I call the the electrical company and say, yo, I'm having a party tonight. Stacey Capaldi, all of her homies and friends are coming over to the party. We're having, come on, a real Jewish Italian party tonight. Can you come over and turn on the electricity because it's cold and here and dark? they'll say no we already delivered it to your house it's within your reach it's at your command you gotta flip the switch no 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 but I need you to come over they would say that's not in our agreement our agreement is we deliver the power from our source to your breaker but it's up to you to turn it on and flip the switch your house has already been delivered the power of God into that's why Paul said you would know the exceeding greatness of his power in you but it's up to you to flip the switch I told the man, I go, do you uh, you mind if I heal you? And he goes, you got those powers? I go, well, something like that. He goes, okay, work your magic. And he goes, do I need to put out my joint? I go, no, just keep it. Don't smoke it. Because he had it in his hand. I said, Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, my favorite prayer, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, let your super flow into his body. I command him to be healed, and I break the power of the devil off him, and the shame in Jesus' name, and he goes, "What's all this hot stuff in my body? What just went through me? What the? What is that?" I go, "Are you for real? Is that the joiner? Is that my prayer?" For this, it's your story. I go, "Stand up." He stands up out of his wheelchair. What did you do to my hip? What'd you do to my blankety blat, my back? I go, "That's Jesus." I go, that's Jesus' power to watch, watch out. Watch. He goes, He's still sitting there holding his joint. My friend was holding his pizza. It's now like bent and limp. He was watching this. And he goes, He's real. He's real. He's, that's who healed me. I go, He's real. He's real. I know him. He healed me in areas of my life. He's healing you. He goes, He's real. He starts crying. I have to preach him a 10 point service. He goes, Can he do anything about my insides, my heart, my mind? I don't want to be this guy anymore. If he could do this for my body, what can he do for my soul? Can I have this on my heart? Can I have this in my my mind? Can I have this in my soul? Can I have him? Will he heal that too? I go, well, he goes, then I got it. I don't need you anymore. I got him. I got him. He flicked his own freaking joint, grabbed his wheelchair and started walking down. He goes, I got him, you're good. You're good, I got him. I got him, you're good. Go on your way, white guy. I got it, I got it, I got it. That's gonna be you today. Some of you, God's putting a new demand on you to rise. But I got stuff in my hand let me bring healing to you so you can drop what's in your hand so you can have what he can put in your heart. Close your eyes and put your hand on your heart. Say Jesus, I feel you talking to me. I can feel your presence in here. Forgive me for playing hard to get with you. I need you. Say it like you really mean it. Say I need you. Lift the lid. Off my heart, my mind, my soul. Break the cycle that keeps me out of your supernatural season. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for being punished for my sins. Going to hell for me and rising again. I want to take this moment for the first time, and a new commitment. I declare with my mouth, and I believe with my heart, that you are my savior. You are my healer. You are my victory. You are my righteousness. You are my deliverer. I put my faith in you. Let your resurrection life raise me up out of my past. And bring me in to new levels of joy and the miracles that you have for me in 2023. I declare with my mouth that you are my Lord. I renounce the devil. I reject all of his works. I break the power of the devil over my life and my families. Say it like you mean it. I break the power of the devil over my life. In the name of Jesus. And I receive from the goodness of God, peace, joy, love, and life. Things are changing in my favor. I make the choice. God's making the change. Now put your hand on the person on your left and right for 15 seconds. Pray out of your soul. I know we're nine minutes over. It's okay. You can handle this for a minute. Pray for them like you actually care. Pray like, like miracles will actually flow. I command diabetes to go, lupus to be healed in Jesus' name. People with teeth problems and TMJ to be unstuck in their jaw. Lord, we command depression to lift off people today. Nerve and neurological neurological disorders to be healed and reversed. I thank you for bipolar diagnoses being reordered. Bipolar being reordered. I thank you for fusing the neurons of people's brain and minds. That anxiety and panic attacks. I break the power of them in the authority of Jesus' name. People's back and skeletal structure be healed in your T2, your T4, your T3, be healed in Jesus' name endometriosis I command that to be broken over the wombs of people in here and that Lord, that people that have not been able to have a child or conceive, they would be able to give birth this year a season of miraculous birthings this year, both in business. I pray for new love, new intimacy in our marriages, new relational, I pray, intelligence to come by the Holy Ghost, that we would cultivate an atmosphere of rejoicing, celebration, and passion, and intimacy, and joy in our children. Our children will not be depressed. Our children will not be diminished. Our children will not be raised with perversion. Our children shall be mighty in the land. Our children shall be mighty in the land. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Healing's flowing to people's legs, their arms. Look, they're people's hearts, heart arrhythmia. There's someone's heart that races. You're a gentleman. Where are you real quickly? Your, heart's, your heart races. It goes on these really fast races for about two minutes. Just lift your hands. Where are you at? There's a gentleman. You, you, sir, who? Where's a, a gentleman. Where? Can I pray for you real quick? Run to the front like the price is right, but run fast, because gotta, people got to eat lunch, and they got to get to the NFL games. I like you. You're a difference maker in your wisdom. There's wisdom in your work. They said that about Jesus. Isn't it just like his kids? Wisdom's in your works creative miracle healing. I thank you in that atrium, the atrial valve. I thank you for going into that area. And Lord, remove plaque. I pray from the artery. I see an artery, the carotid artery. Remove every bit of plaque. And I thank you, no heart attacks, no strokes. And Lord, as I stand in this place, you said everywhere the sole of my foot shall tread, you give to me. I believe you. I believe you. I'm dumb enough to believe you. I'm dumb enough in my head, but smart enough in my heart to believe you. Lord, let this be a stroke-free zone. I pray a heart attack-free zone. I pray that, Lord, even as I pray for this incredible man of God, I pray that healing would flow in people's physical hearts, that, Lord, their heart would beat to the rhythm of life. Blood pressure would be made whole. You're going to feel that go through. There it is. Boom. Reset it. Supernaturally reset the heart. Somebody has a son. Stay right here. Somebody has a son. You feel it going through? It's foul. Somebody has a son. Your son has a, he's not dyslexic, but he has a really tough time reading and comprehending in school. He's having a very, very difficult time. He's in the elementary age. He's a young boy, like he's a young boy, and he's having a tough time. Ma'am, is that you? Can you run to the front? If you do, God will do a miracle for you. I hear this by a word of knowledge. Run to the front, my friend. Stay right here. I can feel that feel that You're watching your heart monitor. What happened to your heart monitor? It's the it's the beats per minute What happened to the beats per minute as you're watching your nice smartwatch? It's going down. It's going down. You and the jean jacket, they're right there, right there. You, stand up, stand up. The guy guy, guy, right there, can you run? Yeah, you, 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 know, you, you, yeah. Can you run real for, come in. Run here just for a minute. Just close your eyes. Somebody stand right behind him, please. And don't let anybody charge me and try to punch me today. They tried to do that the other day. I had a man in a dress try to run and punch me after a woman that was crippled got healed. Thank God I got strong muscles and a good looking wife and some big buff guys around here. And some ghetto angels from Nigeria. Don't pray for the ones from North Dakota. Pray for the ones from Nigeria or Detroit. Thank you, God. God's touching your emotions, your soul. I lift all that oppression. I'll break off. Break off. I thank you for rest over him too. And your beautiful son, how old is he? 12. Lord I thank you for supernaturally reversing the effects Lord I thank you. was it a traumatic birth was there like something around his neck or anything of that nature? no okay Lord I pray creative miracle healing I pray into his neurological function. I pray you to open the neurons of his brain and I thank you that Lord there'd be a quickening by the power of the Holy Spirit this day I thank you there'd be a quickening in his brain and things would all of a sudden begin to make sense. I reminded when I was at the North Campus, there was a man that his, his, his child could not read, him, read him and his wife. And the Lord said he would do a creative miracle within a 24-hour period. The wife walked out the next day. It was her first time ever to an Awakened campus on a Wednesday night, back about five, six months ago when I was here. And the boy, the, excuse me, the girl, she woke up this morning, went out, and her daughter was reading for the very first time in her life. Twelve hours after, she came to an Awakened church, and God touched her. A creative miracle healing over your son. And we're not gonna. And as you as you know, because you're a woman of faith, we're not gonna treat him like he's slow or he struggles. He's mighty in the land. He's a powerhouse. He just because he didn't develop like everybody else doesn't mean anything less. God's got an anointing on that young man that overcomes his limitation. God's super is bigger than all of our natural. Come on, you parents, don't give up on your children. Don't let your society raise them. Don't let San Diego raise your kids prophesy to your children. You're forgiven. You're holy. You're righteous. You're disciplined. You're passionate. You're loving. You're kind. You're healed. You're whole. You're a miracle. And you know the good news for you, sweetheart? You're going to start sleeping again. All that sleep apathy for about the last two years. Watch as a sign you're going to feel a warmth come on the left-hand side of your head. Watch. One, Two, three. Watch the window. See the rhythm? Changed. Shh. Everyone lift your hands. Say, Jesus, whatever you need to ask him for for a minute. You're going to go in a second. Whatever you need to ask him for, you ask him for. He's here. He's here. Get out of my way, Rex. He's here. He's here. Whatever. You ask him for what you need. Ask him for what you want. Come on. If you stood in front of you, you said, what do you want? You don't need me. He's here, come on. This whole day's about Him and you. This whole day's about Him and you. He made you to love you. Let His love do something. Give Him something to work with. Ask big, think big. Come on, not just to pay your bills, not just to get you barely out of a $1,000 debt. Come on, ask big. Ask big, come on. Ask big for a minute. Come on, don't lose this moment. Don't get stuck in your cycle that you miss your season. Creative miracles over all these beautiful people, I pray, over their minds. I pray that, Lord, people would feel the purity of God's Holy Spirit in their heart. You're holy. You're still holy. You're still holy. You're still all-powerful. I bow to you, and I worship you. You are my Father, but I worship you. Thanks for loving me. People are being healed. Move your necks, move your back, move your legs, just be healed in your seat. Just start moving. People are going to start feeling better all over. The pain in people's jaw, someone with a tooth abscess is being healed. Doors are opening, effectual doors of opening for people right now. Things you're praying for now, the Holy Spirit says to me, in the third week of March, you're going to see answers begin to manifest for things you're asking for right now. You're going to see a windfall of things begin to happen. There's a family that's been so upside down financially, and the favor of God is going to restore and reverse the fortunes where it feels like everything I do, I can't get on top or get ahead. There's someone that has a big amount of debt. It's going to go away. I don't know how it's going away, but supernaturally, fortunes are going to turn for you. In Jesus' name. Whew. Is there a Gabe or a Gabriel in here? Or a- Gabe? Is there a Gabe here? A Gabriel? Is there a Gabe? Anybody Gabe or Gabriel? You, sir? The Lord's telling me to pray for someone. Gabriel, I'm going to get off the stage. Can I pray for you? Are you cool with that? You got a cool beanie on. Run to the front. Come on. Gabe or Gabriel? Gabriel, do you go by Gabe, though? That's so wild. The Lord said his name's Gabriel, but he goes by Gabe, and I'm standing there. Isn't that wild? Like, oh my gosh, what if you say it and no one shows up? Come on. It's not like, hey, Mike. Is there a Mike? (laughs) I had a really good Hispanic name recently somebody gave me. Like, it was a good one. And it was like, you either sank or swam. It was either a real one. (laughs) Lord, I thank you for this really good man. I thank you for your hand of goodness upon him. And I thank you that he's coming out where, he's coming out of a season where God's, you're proud of him for, first of all, for how far he's come and what you've overcome. And you're going to come out of a place of being silent more and being in the background to the foreground. God's going to bring your voice out. And there's a call on your life. You've had people that have prayed for you since you've been a young boy. There's a special call on your life. And God's going to really begin to stir and awaken it inside you. You might not recognize it all now. There's a special call on your life. At times the enemies kind of work at you through worthlessness or feeling like I don't measure, I don't sing to other people. But God's gonna bring out, Lord, He's gonna bring out what He put inside you. That's why he stopped a thing that should have taken you out. Back about four to five years ago, there was four to five years ago, period there was something that came at you that was meant to really demoralize and defeat you. God preserved you, and now God's about to awaken that thing that's in you, because there's a call on your life that he's going to begin to bring forth, and you're going to find so much joy in it. So much joy, and a wisdom is going to flow from within you. You're going to say, I, I haven't studied that. I did not know where that's going to come from. God says, watch what I begin to reveal and put in your heart. For a seasons of dreams will begin to interrupt your sleep even in the month of April of this year says the Lord. For I will begin to communicate to you and things that you've carried will be discontinued. For I will discontinue them and you'll not keep them on the shelf of your mind. For I'm bringing you into a new season of new stock and I'm about to place new new things, new materials on your mind and in your heart. For the matters of your heart will shift and you will begin to feel the very life of my spirit even as my prophet servant says it to you this day. No, my, Your heart will begin to beat after mine, for I'm awakening inside you a calling that I've always put inside you, and yes, your voice will not be at a whisper, it will be at a shout, for my servant even said it this day, so you would know, that you would know that when it begins to stir within you that it's me stirring you and not man it's not just an emotion, for things are changing in your favor, and yes I'm visiting your family in this first quarter of this year, you will see very many healing happening in your own family in this first quarter of this year things will shift in your favor
0: for I'm turning the matters that were against you, says the Lord. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages